ideas and new technology are causing seismic shifts in the media industry. Where are we headed? What does it mean? Keep listening. Media strategist Gabriella Mirabelli talks with the brightest minds in entertainment and business. Meet the innovators, the risk takers, and the disruptors on the front lines of change from Hollywood, Wall Street, Silicon Valley, and beyond. The future is coming to a screen near you. Are you ready? This is the Up Next podcast with Gabriella Mirabelli. Welcome to Up Next. I'm your host, Gabriella Mirabelli. My guest today is Margie Hawking. Margie is a media and technology sales and marketing executive with more than 20 years under her belt. She heads up strategic accounts at Kataboom, a SaaS gamification company. She's here to talk with us about gamification and how it's being used to level up the effectiveness of today's marketing campaigns. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm thrilled to be here. It's it's great to talk to you. Let's dive right in. Why should marketers be looking at gamification? Well, you cut right to the chase. Gamification is really one of the most cost-effective ways to market, especially when you're trying to acquire new clients or customers or you're trying to drive retention, some of those pain points that marketers have. Because with gamification, you don't have to create an ad, you don't have to place media, but you can actually reach them at all the different stages of the funnel. Well, that's interesting. I was just going to ask, sort of what part of the marketing funnel does gamification live? And so it's all parts of the funnel? Yeah, what's interesting, and this has been a learning for me too, having been here, I've been at Cataboon for three and a half years and now have worked across a variety of clients, both small mom and pops, all the way to the T-Mobiles of the world. And what what I've seen is you really can use gamification for anything. You're really trying to create an opportunity for an interactive experience. We have some clients where they're just getting their feet off the ground and they want to do brand awareness. So we create a game experience where that's driving brand awareness and we're just interacting with their brand. We go all the way down to the end of the funnel with we've got a client. It's a it's a major movie chain and they want to drive purchase. And Mm -hmm. so they incentivize their customers to buy movie tickets. And if they buy movie tickets in a certain amount of time frame, they get a pin code, which then unlocks one of our game experiences. And then they have a chance to win. And then if they do multiple movie purchases, then they get a chance for a sweepstakes. So not only are you kind of driving this purchase, but you're also driving a consistent behavior to come back and and interact with the brand. So let's take that movie chain experience. Just, I want to unpack and understand a little bit more closely. I'm a customer maybe who hasn't bought this before. How do I know what the pin code in the game is? I mean, isn't it sort of almost two steps? I need to be, if I've already bought the ticket, why do I need the game? Because they're promoting it. So it's a way for this particular situation, they were trying to get pre-sales. So it was really important. Oh, so it's before the movie. Yeah. So the movie, so for these movie chains, and I've learned a lot about this process as well, they're in partnership with the movie studios. And so they provide them promotional and marketing to drive ticket sales. So Uh for this particular circumstance, they create a promotion where they're messaging it out. So in this case, they were messaging out there to their members, their loyalty members and said, Hey guys, if you buy tickets to, I think it was Thor. If you pick, if you buy tickets to Thor between these dates, then you'll get a chance to win prizes. So it's all about the messaging Mm -hmm. with the gamification. The key three pieces are 
the messaging and how you're promoting it, what that experience is, is it the right experience for your customer? And then the third thing is, what is the incentive? They've got to be incentivized to, to take action. So the win needs to be worth it. Is that exactly? And but the funny thing is, I think when you, as I hear you say that, there are clients who think, oh, well, if I don't have a hundred thousand dollars, it's not worth doing. That is not the case at all. What we've learned is people love to win. They're just that's kind of an innate in your right. personality that you want to play games, you want to have fun, you want to play games, and you want to win and you want a chance to win. Let's touch on that a little bit. I'm sure there's a lot of research, right? And I'm sure this is based on research because you wouldn't have just been like, Hey, we're going to launch into gamification because we think people like to win. Is there, is there research around gamification and people's engagement with it? Is there research around gamification in marketing? I mean, there is research and it's all about behavioral marketing, right? And so it's about if you incentivize people, they will take action. So, okay. As we think about some of the other ways that our clients are working with gamification, we had one client, it's a large restaurant chain, and they had a lot of people downloading their apps, but they would download the app and then they would never use it again. And they were trying to create this behavior to start consistently using the app because at some point when the diner is in the restaurant, they want them to start paying the check with the app. So they're trying to get them to familiarize themselves with the app, play with it, have fun with it. So they've started adding our games to their app. So if you go to their app, it actually has a games tab and you go in and you can play one of our games. And so I see. So it keeps them in, it keeps them in app. It gives them a reason to be in the app. So it, it, in some ways reduces the friction by increasing the opportunity and the reason they're there. Exactly. And then once they start driving that behavior, then they're, then it's like, oh, okay, I'm going to open this app today. Does gamification work for a brand, any brand? It doesn't matter the brand. Yeah. I mean, we, we like to say we're vertical agnostic and size agnostic. Um, Oh, wow. Okay. Because not only like what we've been focusing on so far is B2C, but mm-hmm. we also work with a lot of clients that are B2B or B2E because employee engagement. I mean, these, this is a great tool for oh, employee engagement. And also we have a couple of games as, as well as other gamification companies, but we have that are more think about them as infotainment. So okay. they're fun quizzes where if you have product news, you can get that across in a really fun way. Or during COVID, we had a lot of clients come to us to educate on how they were taking COVID protocol seriously and what they were doing, whether that was in the movie theater or we had an airline that was trying to make sure that customers knew that they have, were taking all the safety precautions and cleaning the air, the, air, the planes, et cetera. So they used our mechanics to be able to do that, to be able to do it in a fun way. And they saw a lot of impact. Does it work better with a certain demographic or is it also demographic agnostic? It's funny you ask that because that's that's usually the first question I get when I'm on a call with a new client and it really is agnostic. It's about, if you go back to what I had said before about mm-hmm. the three key things, it's making sure when you pick those three key things, the messaging, the game experience and the pricing, that it's all relevant to your audience. So mm-hmm. What, what we had one client who said, my audience is 
is a little older. So we might try to do a game that's not uber complicated versus we've got a client that has a gaming community. So we're creating like one of the things that we can do is we can tether all our games together to create like a really rich digital game experience. So they're walking through and, and they have this. And so for clients that have an audience that are going to respond better to that, Mm. We build that type of experience. So it's really just making sure we're being smart about who you're trying to attract and engage with. And then we build the right piece of that. So I'm a marketing professional and I'm looking at a campaign. Is my entire campaign the game? Is it an integrated element to all the pieces? Is it a bolt-on piece? Is it its own campaign? How do I mentally slug working with Kataboom and gamification into a campaign? That's a great question. So typically we ride along shotgun to what the marketer is already doing from a bigger experience. So though I will say there's times where, especially with this movie retailer. Well, that it seems like it is the yeah, exactly. It's like, so <laughs> it sounds like we have a lot of, yeah, we could do this or we can do that, but right. we really can. I mean, The thing about, I will say the thing about us is that we are a SaaS platform. The reason that Kataboom came about was it used to be gamification was a very painful, costly, one and done scenario. So the the company was founded with the idea of let's take those pain points away from marketers and let's make it really efficient. So we have 200 game templates that are already created in our platform. So a marketer can come in and they can utilize all these and there's no coding needed. It's just Um, a matter of branding them, like dropping in art and making it ownable to the brand. So we, we think about it as like your brand, your way. Right. Which platform does gamification exist? Is it within the app? Is it within the website? Is it its own site? Is it on social? Where does the gamification exist? So it's an HTML, at least ours is HTML5 link. So the experience actually can just live through that link. You can send it out through text. It can live on a website and an iframe. It can live in an app. We work with T-Mobile Tuesdays. I don't know if you're familiar with that loyalty program, but every Tuesday, subscribers to T-Mobile Tuesday can log in and they get offers from all these different brands. And we've started layering in gamification, one of our games, and it lives within the app of T-Mobile Tuesday. So from a customer standpoint, it looks like it's all part of T-Mobile Tuesday experience. It can live in email. We have a lot of clients, especially around loyalty. Mm. We work a lot with loyalty programs, which kind of makes sense when you think about it. And, and that's where we're more layered on. So there's kind of the bigger picture loyalty that's rewarding points, and we can be a part of that. And, and a lot of those clients are sending us out in email because they're trying to improve their open rates or their click throughs and their engagement. And so really these, that same game link, you can put it out on social. You can really, it's, it's responsive. So it can work it in any of the touch points. Right. I understand game engagement. I understand that. Help me understand how, how you move the user. Like I'm T-Mobile Tuesdays, I'm got the game, but is the game there 
and T-Mobile is your client or are the brands within it, the client, how, how does it work? Or is it a partnership? And yeah, so it's a partnership. And so T-Mobile typically it's actually the way the T-Mobile model works is it's a sponsorship. Okay. So they have clients that sponsor the game I and see. provide the pricing. And I then, see. and then in turn, we drive traffic to that partner's website. Because so is the pricing usually related to the brand or yeah, is the so it's related okay. to the, yeah, it's related to the brand. So it's an, it's a real opportunity for them in terms of marketing and eyeballs. And, and we have a lot of clients that work that way where they're actually using it as a sponsorship partnership to drive impressions and engagement for their clients. Do you, you have the SaaS platform, you have 200 different templates. I presume some templates are better for different parts of the funnel. Is that true or not so much? Yeah. And I was thinking about that when you were asking me before. So for example, acquisition, you want to make it a really simple game. You don't want to make it complicated because you want to be able to, to drive them to provide their email Mm -hmm. so that they can be part of your subscription or you want them to convert to from a subscriber to a loyalty member. And so you make that barrier of entry very easy. So a lot of times there we just use a spinner or slot machine or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And then it's when your engagement, when you really want there to be more of a one-to-one engagement and keep them excited, then we, then we add kind of a more complexity of games. Hmm. So take, take me through a project. I come to you. I think it might be interesting. Let's say just for fun, let's say I'm a B2B company and I say, well, this is interesting, but I know, and I know everybody likes gamification, but, and and I'm looking for emails because I'm B2B, I'm looking for business people's emails. So Mm. how do I work with gamification to do that? So there's a couple ways you can actually use our game mechanics in an ad unit. So if you're using ads to find this audience, mm-hmm. you can actually use one of our engagement mechanics to do that and then drive. drive. So I could do something like if I was pushing it through LinkedIn because it's B2B, exactly. I'm doing something through that. And exactly. then I could get new emails because the people had participated in this game. That's it. okay. Right. Well then I'm a marketer and I've just heard this and I think, Ooh, this sounds great. What do I need to know in terms of lead time and budget? So lead time, so we're super quick. What's interesting about Cataboom is we can work self-service. So we have a lot of clients that literally we onboard, they license the platform, and then we're there for support. But they're creating the games themselves. And then we have some clients who never want to log into the portal, into the platform, and we do everything from them. So that that's just a factor in the question about timing. But mm-hmm. we're fast. The way the, the, the whole reason Cataboom exists was to try to make this as efficient and timely as possible with the idea that you could try different things, right? So you put one game out, you send it through email, maybe that one didn't work as well. Oh, let's try a different one. The the idea is to iterate in -hmm. real time. Like you can change out the graphics in real time while a campaign is running. So if the messaging's not working, you can change it. So it's really, that's really what it was designed to do. In terms of budget, it really comes down to it's a license for the platform as a starting place. And it really comes down to 
How big is the audience you're chasing? We do have thresholds in terms of the platform. So it's it's about audience size and about how many games you think you'll use a year and that kind of, but it it's a it's a big range. We have some clients that are on a shared or multi-tenant platform. And then we have some clients that are on a dedicated platform. Typically that's because of their volume. They want to have the control of knowing that no one else is running a campaign at the same time. What do you mean by, you mean using the same game and the same campaign? No, so, so on our multi-tenant platform, we have multiple clients that are running on the same platform. Now mm-hmm. they're, the data is all encrypted. There is no crossover between the clients, but where they do share is they share the finite amount of throughput that platform has. I see. Okay. So we have some clients that are so large and have such high volume they right. are on their own dedicated platform. Make, right, because it would have to be. Now, when we talk about the audience chasing, is that audience that I touched or audience that engages? That is audience that engages. So is it based on sort of actual thresholded actuals? Is that Yeah, and typically it? marketers know because of their camp previous campaigns, they kind of know like, okay, this is typically the type of engagement we get and then we put an X factor on top of that, just knowing that they're going to get more engagement by using gamification. Right. So if I'm trying to sell the idea up into the CMO or the rest of the C-suite, what's the most compelling things that you found makes people's eyes light up? I think the idea that we're really trying to empower people to gamify digital marketing campaigns and change customer behavior. Mm. And then in doing that, we're doing it in the most efficient cost-effective way. Right. Now, in terms of changing customer behavior, I totally get that with the app. I mean, that seems genius to get them used to using the app. Is is it mostly that kind of thing in terms of behavior change? Is that what you're, you're looking well, at? Well, it, it could be anything. It could be, we had one client who was just coming into the marketplace. And so they wanted to to create awareness, but they also needed a few different other things. So they created what we call a collect a win, which means that if you took these five actions, every time you took an action, you got an instant chance to win. And then you also were entered into a grand sweepstakes. So for example, these behaviors, one was update your profile. One was oh, I one see. Was, um, okay. Make a purchase. One was refer refer a friend. One was talk about us on Facebook. So it's it's really oh like, gosh, that's genius. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I get it now. Oh, that's yeah. even that's even better than getting you to stroll around the app for a while. That's oh, amazing. For sure. And we were running another program with another restaurant chain that they wanted to drive second visits. So right now you play the game in store. There's a QR code by the on the tables. And so you play and you get a tremendous amount of chances to win. They've done they've done a great job with the pricing. And so, but the th- thing is, is you can't use it till the second visit. Well, they're seeing like seven times the redemption rates on that second visit then, I mean, we are driving in-store traffic. It's amazing, actually, how wow. much we traffic. That's amazing. And and so interesting. So if I partner with Cataboom, it sounds like, so it's licensed for a period of time. Is it a year license? Yeah, it's a year license. It sounds like other brands have the same game. Is there any risk of, oh, similar company 
movie chain X uses the same game as movie chain Y. It doesn't feel as special anymore. Is there any way like a brand could say this is now our game? Or is it simply that you tweak it? There's enough branding. There's enough specialization that it doesn't feel the same. Or it doesn't matter because people play games and the same game is fine. It actually is. And this is where I wish I could show you the visual, but they, they look incredibly different. So you could look at a spinner and -hmm. you would think a spinner can't look that different, but we've got, first of all, we've got, I think 15 templates around a spinner concept. And then you've got the brand who's been using it in the, and they're branding it and they're creating graphics and design that's completely different than the other brand that's using it. Mm-hmm. So it's really ownable in that sense. It looks very, very different. And, and, and that's, I think that's one of our biggest benefits as well. And that's something that our clients have loved is that it's just enough design work that it makes that the game looks different, but not enough that it's laborious for a client. Speaking to, to that, I'm a client, I'm a mom and pop. I don't have my own designer. Do you guys take care of that? Yeah. So we can do full service as well. And we're very reasonable and we're really fast. So there are a lot of clients that we do that for, and we make it super easy. And do you advise around prizes and then how are these prizes distributed? Cause that can be, that can be a challenge. I am super glad you asked us those questions. So yes, we advise around pricing. And, and we've got some, it goes back to like, who's your audience and what, who are you trying to reach? And we help you through that. We also have a integration with a company called Tango Cards, which has pretty much every digital gift card under the sun. If a brand doesn't have that ready at their fingertips. And then the kind of third piece is that as part of the SaaS platform, we have a prize engine. And so built in there is a way to set up odds so we can release pricing odds based. So we can work with you to set, okay, I want 20% of the population to win. Then we help set that up. Or it can be, we can set it up as timed prizes, which means I've got 20 prizes and let's spread it out through the campaign. Make sure every day somebody's a winner. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So that's all controlled in the system so we can help you stay on budget. Cause I know that's, that's well, that's all. the other thing you worry about a bit, but it's finite and that's all controlled within our system. So I've licensed for a period of time, let's say my budget changes and I need to suspend for a period of time, just because my budget, we're heading into recession, my boss changed, they, they want to pause things. If I pause it, do all the games go away? And if I then want to reactivate it, do they come back as they were, or do I have to rebuild everything? So I think that's a case by case. Okay. We, we only have that. We've only had that happen once during COVID and we worked with the brand to make sure that it, it was a solution that worked for both companies and they're now back better than ever. If I'm a client, do I have a dedicated representative who teams with me and that I get to know, or is it really, I'm sold to by one person. It's mostly a self-service platform. If I need full service, then I reach out to like a Zendesk helping me out. What, how does that work? No, it's typically, if you're self-service, that's a different relationship. That's more of a support relationship Mm. and you have kind of a support manager. If it's full service, then there is a person assigned to your account. That's usually the person that's, that's worked with you from the start. They Um, understand your business. Exactly. So I'm, I'm very involved and head up our strategic accounts. And so I've been with the accounts that I'm working on. I've been with them since the beginning. So, oh, wow. 
I've brought them through. There are other people now working on actually building the games and things like that, but I'm overseeing making sure that all the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed and nothing's lost in the translation. What if somebody looks at all the templates and says, I like game X and game Y, I'd like them to be combined. It's not one of your templates. Gee whiz, would you build it for me? We're actually doing that with a client right now. The The contract's not quite signed yet, but so I can't mention who it is, but yes. So we will definitely do that. It's a case by case. A lot of times it is as easy as what you just said, where we're just combining. And so it's development work on our end, but it's not a huge lift and we can mm-hmm. make it happen. Or like the one I mentioned, we are building something from scratch because there was something very specific specific they had in mind, but they also wanted it to live in our platform and have access to the prize engine and Mm. the other pieces. And so we're working through that with them right now. I forgot when I was talking about platforms, I just wanted to make sure, can it live on social? Oh yeah, it can live on social. It can really anywhere that an HTML5 link, a URL can live, it can live. And does it look like a URL or can it look like an image? It can look like an image. Typically what what we do or the client does, they create an image with a hyperlink. I see. I see. Yeah. Yeah. So interesting. Well, thank you so much for taking the time and walking me through it. Well, thank you so much. I loved catching up with you. We've reached the end of another episode of Up Next. I'd like to close by thanking my production team at Up Next, my friend Rob Malton, the voice artist who recorded our open. And of course, all of you, the members of our audience, thank you. I'll be talking to you again next time right here on Up Next.